Okay, today's daf is Nazir daf Nun Ches. We are holding on the bottom of Nun Zayin Amin Beis, three lines from the bottom of the page. This is a daf we can spend weeks, months on. It's got so many shas topics on the daf. We're going to start with a discussion about the machlokas of what the word rosho adds in the parsha of Mitzorah. The halach is that a Mitzorah needs to shave everything. He needs to shave kol gufo. And yet the Torah still specifies it. Not only does he shave kol gufo, he shaves also his head and also his, uh, his beard. So why does it have to say that? Why does it, once we, we already know that he's going to shave everything? So we're going to discuss what we derive from there. And that's going to lead us into a discussion of the rule of Asedo and what exactly is the source of the rule of which is going to lead us into a discussion of the rule or whether there exists a rule of what if you have an assay going up against the when do we assume that the assay is the and when do we assume that an assay is not so that takes up the uh, the bulk of the daf that kind of discussion about and and what distinguishes on Ambez, we talk about why it is that Nazirs may be different than other Isurim in the Torah, and why Isurim of a Kohen are maybe different than other Isurim in the Torah, and maybe neither of those can serve as models from which to learn the rules by Kala Torah Kula, and then at the very end of the daf, if we get to it, we're going to start discussing the uh, the Indian of Lo Yubash Gever Simlas Isha, that a man is not allowed to wear, not just not allowed to wear feminine clothing, but not allowed to do feminine things not allowed to engage in feminine behavior. So that's going to take us into tomorrow's daf as well, where we discuss that. So let's uh, let's begin. Three lines from the bottom of the page, on Nun Zayin and Beis. We were in the middle of discussing HaKafas Kala Rosh. That we know there is in us, in the Torah Los Pas Roshchem, that one is not allowed to cut off their Peos HaRosh. But what if a person doesn't just cut off their Peos HaRosh, they decide to shave all the hair off of their head. Is that a violation of cutting off the Peos HaRosh? Meaning, to what extent do we assume that the issue of cutting off the Peos Harosh is that one ends up with a haircut that resembles those of the Goyim at that time which was to grow the top of the hair on the top of their head and shave off the sides and to what extent do we just assume it's an Isur in the Torah that one is not allowed to shave off their pace regardless of what else you're shaving off together with the pace. So the Gemara suggests Lema Kafas Kalarosh Tanoihi. Maybe it's a machlokas tanoim. What the uh, what the rule is with regard to shaving one's entire head. Because we have a brisa that darshans as follows. Rosho. The pasuk says rosho. So what's the whole pasuk? The pasuk is talking about a mitzora, and it says that on the seventh day, yigalachas kolsa aro. He should shave all of his hair, but then it specifies. As Rosho, as Akana, as Kabosena, as Kolsaro Yaleach. And it specifies, then it goes back again. It says all of his hair. He's got to shave it all. But the, we're, we're, we're focusing on the first thing specified is Rosho. Why do you have to specify Rosho? Why would you need to specify Rosho? You already told us. The Torah already told us that he's going to shave everything. Because since there's an Isra in the Torah, 
that one is not allowed to shave off their payos. So yachalaf mitzorah kain. One might have thought that a mitzorah is included in that general listener in the Torah, and that he too may not shave off his payos. Tamalomar rosho. That's why the pasuk has to have an extra word to emphasize that even though generally speaking there is an issue to cut off one's payos, if one is a nazir, he is permitted and obligated to cut off his payos as part of his uh, as part of his tzara'as process. If one is a mitzora, that's what he has to do. So the reason it says Rosha by mitzora is to tell us that, it, uh, that the assay of a mitzora cutting off his payos is docha, the regular los assay that a normal person has uh, not to cut off his payos. So this teaches assay docha los assay. It teaches the regular rule of assay docha los assay. But Vitanya Idach, there's another Brisa that says that no, Rosha teaches us something much more than that. Rosha Matamalomar, why does the Torah have to say that a Mitzora shaves Rosha? We already know that he cuts off all of his body, hair, so Tamalomar Rosha Matamalomar Fishanemar, Gabi Nazir, because it says by Nazir by Nazir there's a specific Isser, a special Isser, specifically for a Nazir, not to shave his head. So Yachlav Nazir Mitzorah came. One might think that a Nazir Mitzorah, a Nazir Rastaras, also may not go through the process that a Mitzorah would normally go through involving shaving. Tamalama Rosha. That's what Rosha is coming to teach me. Not that it's Docha, the regular uh, losase of cutting off a per, of, of a regular person cutting off their pace. That's obvious. We don't need Rosha to teach me that. We're going to see why it's obvious. We already know that from somewhere else. That an Asay is Docha Losase. Say, and that, uh, that that one one would be allowed to cut off his payas if he's a mitzora. No, what we need this for is for a nazir, because a nazir not only has a losase that he's not allowed to cut his hair, he also has a mitzvah sase to be holy, and that involves not cutting the hair. So by telling us that a mitzora is allowed to shave his head, we're telling us that the mitzvah of giluach, of a mitzora, is docha both that's a much greater Chiddush. So the, most of the daf is built off of these two brises. It's important to have clarity on these two brises because most of the daf is going to continue to refer back to these two brises. So again, brisen number one tells us that the word rosho, that tells us that a mitzora shaves his head, is coming to teach me that even though normally a person is not allowed, a regular person is not allowed to cut his payas, a mitzora is. Asay docha losasay. The assay of a mitzora shaving is docha the regular losasay a person has not to cut his pants. Second Bryce says, no, it's teaching us something much more than that. I already know asay docha losasay. It's teaching me that a mitzora is allowed to shave his head even if he's a nazir. And a nazir not only has a losasay to, to cut his hair, he even has an assay as well. So it's teaching me that the assay of mitzora is docha, the, the combination of losase ve of a nazir. So so uh, so that that's that's what it, what it's coming to teach me. So it says Gemara, my love tanai. So apparently this is a machlokas tanaim. The mandiamrimi nazir, the one who wants to derive that Rosho relates to nazir, Kasavra Kaf is called Roshma Kafa. Why doesn't he use it to teach that just a regular guy is allowed to shave his head if he becomes a mitzora? Why wouldn't he use it to teach me that the assay is Docha the Losa? 
sase. It must be because he holds that that it's not even a low sase to shave off the ones in uh, in all the hair on one's head because hakafa sarosh is losh ma'akafa, and therefore I don't need rosho to tell me that a regular guy is allowed to shave his head. Why wouldn't he be allowed to shave his head? Hakafa's color rosh is not called hakafa. That's not a violation of los akifu pas roshchem v'chias across. What do I need the pasuk of rosho for? The mitchias los sase to tell me that even in the case where you have a los sase like by a nazir, where it's not just about payas, it's about cutting any hair, and there's a los sase and an assay about cutting any hair by a nazir, so that's what Rosho is coming to teach me. V'idach and the other brisa that actually uses Rosho to tell me that a regular mitzora is allowed to cut off his payas. Why do I need a pasuk tell me he's allowed to cut off payas? I he's shaving his all the hair on his head. Savra kafas kala roshma kafa holds that yes, even when one shaves all the hair on their head, that's still called a kafas harosh. That's still a violation of a of a harosh. And therefore, I need a pasuk to be matirit. I need a pasuk to tell me that it's okay. So when the pasuk comes of Rosho, it's coming to tell me that we're docha, the regular love of cutting off one's pace. So that's what the Gemara is suggesting, that these two brysos, that one uses Rosho to tell me that a regular guy who has tzaras is allowed to cut off his pace, and the other one that says that it's teaching me that a nazir is allowed to shave his head, what they're really arguing about is whether a kafas kala rosh is shema kafa whether you need a pasuk to tell me that a regular guy should be allowed to shave his head if you hold that kafas kala rosh is shema kafa, yeah, I need a pasuk to tell me that a regular guy can shave his head, but if you hold lo shema kafa, I don't need the pasuk for that purpose, and the pasuk is therefore free to teach me about nazir, so that's the initial suggestion, the Gemara is about to reject that initial suggestion before we get to that, the Gemara seems clear that the reason a mitzora is allowed to do a kafas rosh is because the assay of Mitzorah is docha, whatever los assay gets in its way. That's the Tamaloma Rosha. Let's assume like the first Brisa, that there's an Isser to cut one's payas, and that would even, at this point, we're assuming that means even a Kafas Kala Rosh, and therefore uh, we need a Pasuk of Rosho to tell me that it's permissible. Asks the, uh, the, 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 the Tosos Gornish, quoted in the Aruch, in uh, the the Aruch Lener in Yevamos Tafei, the Aruch Lener in Mesechus Yevamos quotes the following question: How could the assay of Giluach Mitzora be docha the lav of a Kavasarosh? It's a, we have a rule in general that ain't assay docha losasay unless um, the only way at the time of the Akira Salav you're already fulfilling the assay. It has to come be idna that at the time that one is violating the lav, the assay is already be, being fulfilled. Over here, the Mitzora is not mekayim the mitzvah until he finishes the entire shaving. And even if he's Megaleah Kolarosh, and then he saves the payas for last, but it turns out that at the time that he cuts his first paya, at the time that he cuts off one payas arosh, one side, he's already violating the losase, he's already cutting off payas, one is not allowed to cut off one paya and leave the other, that's also a violation of the Yisr, but he didn't finish his mitzvah yet, because uh, there are still other hairs on the other side that he hasn't yet shaved. So how could the lav be nidcha, how could we say that this hasay is docha the los hasay? It doesn't happen simultaneously. So, uh, so you, what, what seems to be is that if this is the source of hasay docha los hasay, you see that it works even when it's not happening at the same time. So we should learn from here that hasay is docha los hasay even when the akira salav happens before the kiyum hasay. You know, this is the thing that the Rishonim struggle with. When do we say the principle of hasay docha los hasay? And when do we say the principle of mitzvah baba vera? 
mitzvah baba veir is terrible and you're not yotzei the mitzvah and it doesn't count, steal a lulav and then uh, use that lulav for the mitzvah. Mitzvah baba veir, terrible, can't do it. Why not? Why don't I say that the mitzvah of lulav should be docha of stealing? So that's how some of the Rishonim are mechalik. That mitzvah baba veir is when you do the avera first and only later fulfill the assay. That's a, that's a mitzvah baba veira. But, uh, and that's terrible, that one is not allowed to do. But assay do chalos assay is when they happen simultaneously. So if that's going to be the approach, then, uh, then how do we make sense of this case of shaving off the peyos harosh? One is already violating the avera before he does the, the mitzvah. So the Arachlaner quotes that that same sefer that asks the question answers that we're talking about a mitzvah who only has one peyos. And therefore, is the the end of his giluach is mekayim yasei, and it's nuschalav at the same time. So the Aruchaner says, uh, you know, the, the, even on one peya, uh, the, the 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 mitzvah is not mekuyim unless he's megaleach the last two hairs. So if he violates the, even if for some reason he has some sort of uh, unusual condition where he doesn't grow peyos on one side of his head, but still uh, he's already violating the law before the last two hairs, but he doesn't fulfill the mitzvah until he cuts the uh, the last two hairs. The Rambam writes that what's the shear of peyos that you have to leave? No one's 100% clear where the Rambam got this from, but he thinks that 40 hairs, that you need to leave 40 hairs along the width of the uh, the peyos. And, uh, so, so, but up until the last two hairs, he's not making the mitzvah. So the Aruch himself suggests, based on the Mukha Yosef in Masechus Bab Metziah, that uh, writes in the name of the Ran, that, so, that as long as a person is still misasik in the mitzvah, at the time of the Dechia, it's considered Be'idna, meaning it doesn't have to literally be at the same time, even if the mitzvah is not yet finished, but you're still involved in the mitzvah. So for example, by Hashavas Aveda, so long as one is still Osek in the Aveda, and he hasn't yet returned it to the Bailim, it could be Docha Alav. And, uh, and therefore, that, that's what we would say, that since the person is shaving his head, so he's still Osek in that Inyan, of, uh, of shaving his head, that's enough for it to be considered a bit in the Minchaschinuch answers based on a piske tosos and zvachin that by the lav of etzim lo sishbrubo that if it's ef shabitin acher it's docha even when it's not bitin meaning if the only way to fulfill the assay is going to be by violating the los assay so then even if it's not bitin if that's if there's no other way for it to happen then uh, then then we would say, then we would say that, that that we don't even require bitin uh, uh, just another another point about assay dochalos assay the achronim ask why is the assay of giluach matzora Docha the lav of a kavus harosh and neshchas hazakan, as we're about to see. I it's efshel lekayim shneihem. Why is it efshel lekayim shneihem? You could be megalech besam. Um, the peos and the zakan, and then shave the rest of the hair on your body, or the rest of the hair on the head with a with a razor, and the mitzvah's giluach will be fulfilled with the rest of the hair, and you'll use some sort of uh, some sort of chemical to remove the peos. So it shouldn't that be called efsha lekayim shneim? So that's a kasha that several of the uh, several of the achronim ask. Um, the, uh, the the dvar ram suggests that maybe the way the sam would work is that it wouldn't remove the hair immediately. Maybe it took some time to. to to remove the hair, and uh, therefore, even if you hold that the ef shalakayim hayom is considered is considered ef shalakayim shneim, maybe waiting, uh, but wait, waiting for a little bit, we wouldn't say that. So it's afshar. So, so maybe the delay ruins the possibility, ruins the mitzvah of uh, being megaleach. And he suggests other uh, other things as well. But this is a kasha that uh, that's dealt with by the.
the Achronim. Okay, Vaitar in the Gemara now. So we had suggested so far that these two prices that we're going to be working with uh, throughout the Daf are really arguing about whether our Kafas Kalarosh is Shema Kafa or not. Says the Gemara Amar Rava, Dukuli Alma Kafas Kalarosh, Lo Shema Kafa. Maybe everyone agrees really that a Kafas Kalarosh is not called a Kafa, meaning if one shaves his entire head, he has not violated the issue of cutting off his payas. But the Pasuk is talking about a case where the guy first does HaKafas HaRosh and then shaves the rest of his head. So if you first cut off your payas, so then you've, you've violated the issue of cutting off the payas at that point. So that's what the Pasuk is telling me, that if a person were to choose, a person who's a Mitzorah, a regular guy who has Tzoras, were to choose to do his Giluach in such a way where he's first Megalech his payas, that's okay, because the assay of shaving is Docha, the Los assay of cutting off his payas. Even though, technically speaking, the, the other Bryson would say, no, the, the, he's not allowed to do that. Let him shave off uh, uh, his, uh, let, let him shave off the rest of his hair first, and then leave the payas for last, and then it would be not be a violation of cutting off the payas, because then it would be kafas uh, So, since if you were to shave it all at once, he wouldn't be chayiv, because kafas kalarosh is not a violation of cutting off the payas, according to this approach. Therefore, the Torah is teaching us that if he wants to be makif the pails first, so he's not going to be chayiv if he then cuts off the rest of his hair. Wait a second. Is that, is that something that the Torah would teach us? That if a person has the option, he's a mitzorah, and he has the option, he can either shave his entire, all the hair on his head, and, uh, and do it in such a way where he does it and he doesn't violate the Yisra of Los Akifu, or he can, uh, he can shave off his pace and then shave the rest of the hair, the hair in his head, that he has the option, do whichever one he wants. Why in the world would we allow for him to shave off his pace and then shave the rest of the hair in his head? Isn't the general rule when it comes to Asay Docha Los is that that if you're able to manage to finagle away where you don't have to compromise any of your religious principles, that that's what you should do? That if you could fulfill the Asay without violating an Isidaraisa, that's what a person is obligated to do? It's only if there's no other choice that the Asay is going to come and be Docha, the Los Asay. So, how can we suggest? that the Torah is teaching us that a person has the right to choose to cut off his payas and only later cut off the rest of his hair, he should not be allowed to do that. He, he, why would we allow him to violate the love if he has the ability to do this without violating the love? Now, there, are, there is a significant discussion about this rule of, of Reish Lakish. There are two deos. If this rule of Reish Lakish, first of all, is Midar Raisa, or Midar Raisa, maybe even when it's Afshalakayim Shneim, we would say, but it's only a din, Midrabanan, the Chacham came along and said, better not to violate the law if you don't have to violate the law. In Psachim Daf Pehei, there's a Brisa that says that without a special miyot, the Asay of Achilles Pesach, uh, which has the uh, in it uh, the Moach and Atzamos, the, the Moach inside the Atzamos, there's uh, there's marrow in the bones, would be Docha the Lav of Shviras Etzem, with an Etzem Sheesh Moach, meaning there's a Losa saying now that to break a bone in Karben Pesach, there's Mitzvah say to eat the Karben Pesach. So without a special miyot, it would have been natural to assume that one is permitted 
needed to break the bone in order to eat the marrow. So Tosav there asks, I you can uh, burn out the, the, the marrow with uh, with coals and you can get it out without breaking the bone. So Tosav says it's because such a strafe is, uh, is also because of Hefzid Kachin. So that's Tosav's answer. So uh, says the Meloa Roim on that Tosav's from the that that uh, that Minat Torah says Docha even when it's Efshel Lekayim Shneim because the Chashash of Hefzid Kachim B'Shreif is only a, is only a concern Midrabanan. So it says no, I'm worried. You can't do that because it's 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 a concern that you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna ruin the Kachim by burning it out. But that's only concern Midrabanan. That's not a Vadai. So how how could uh, how could that be enough reason to be Docha the Lav? So you see the fact that it's not Docha, it's not Nidcha when it's Efshel Lekayim Shneim. That's only a Din Midrabanan. That's what the Melorim is Medayik from Tosos in Pesachim Daf Pehe. However, the Beis Yosef in Hilchitzitzis writes that Reish Lakish is talking Midar Raisa. Beis Yosef writes in Simon Yeralef, and that's what many other Achronim hold that uh, that this is a Din Dar Raisa that we're talking about. It is not simply a Din Midrabanan. The other question that the Achron, that the Rishonim already asked, why is it by, by Tzitzis we're allowed to be... Uh, well, actually, we'll get to the Tzitzis thing in a second. So says the Gemara Vaita now, So maybe the better way to frame the Machlokas between the two Brises is as follows, that everyone agrees shaving one, all the hair on one's head is a violation of cutting off the pace. That is Shema Kafa. But wait a second, then the one who uses the Pasuk, the second Brisa, they use the Pasuk of Rosho by a Mitzorah to tell me that a Mitzorah is, is, that a Mitzorah is even allowed to shave his head if he's a Nazir, and that the Mitzvah of a Mitzorah shaving is Docha, both the Losa Say and Asay of a Nazir, well then how do you, where did he get the, the, the more basic rule that a, in general an Asay is Docha Losa Say? Meaning if you're not using Rosho by Mitzorah to teach me that a regular guy is allowed to go through the the giluach of the Mitzorah, that a regular guy is allowed to shave the hair on his head, including his payas, well then, how do you know that it's true? How do you know that an assay is dofa los assay? So he says, Yalif Mikadilim. He learns it from an entirely different parsha. He learns it from the parsha of Tzitzis. Dhamma Krak, as the Torah says, Lo Silba Shatnis, that one is not allowed to wear Shatnis. Vitanya, and the Bryce tells us, Lo Silba Shatnis, Hagadilim Taslachabahem. The juxtaposition of the Yisra of Shatnis and the mitzvah of Tzitzis teaches me that even though one is not allowed to wear Shatnis, if one's Tzitzis are made of Shatnis, that's perfectly acceptable. One is allowed to have tzitzis that are made of shatnis. Why? Because the mitzvah sasei of tzitzis is docha, the los sasei of shatnis. So you don't need rosho by a mitzorah to teach me that a regular guy who happens to be a mitzorah is allowed to shave his head. That's obvious. Sasei docha lo sasei. Of course he's allowed to do it. No, you need rosho to teach me that in this case, and I say is docha lo sasei. Ve'asei. And if you're going to derive it from Rosho, why don't we talk and derive it from Gedilim? Why don't we learn the rule of Asei Docholos Asei from Tzitzis? He already needs the drasha by tzitzis to teach a different din to Rava Rami, because Rava asked the following stira. 
it says on the one hand that you're supposed to put on the tzitzis haknaf and we darshan that that means that the tzitzis that you put on the beged should be min kanaf, should be the same min as the beged itself. So if you have a beged that's made out of cotton, your strings should be cotton. If you have a beged that's made out of polyester, polyester is a bad example, but if you have a beged made out of anything, so the strings should be out of that same material that the uh, that the beged is made out of. So that's where we have a drush on the one hand. Uksiv, and yet the Pasuk says Samar Pishtim Yatav, that you have Samar and Pishtim together. Well, why would you ever have Samar Pishtim together? The string should be exactly the same min as the Beged. Okay, so that's what this is teaching us. Samaru Pishtim Potrim Bain Biminan Bain Shalobiminan. Sharminim Biminan Potrim Shalobiminan Ain Potrim. There's a difference between Samaru Pishtim and, uh, and every other type of material. That Samaru Pishtim works whether it's, uh, whether, it's, whether it's the same min or whether it's not the same min. That's how powerful that Samaru Pishtim is like in its own separate category. That uh, if you have strings of Samaru Pishtim, that works whether the beged is, uh, is the same min or not. But uh, so, uh, so 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 that would work on any baguette. But other uh, strings of 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 other uh, of other materials would only work on a baguette that's of the same material. That's what we're dashing from the pasuk. So it's not the pasuk's not free to teach ase dochalosa ase. We're already using it to teach this uh, this interesting idea of hakanaf min kanaf and the uh, and 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 how semer pishtim strings are viewed differently than every other. Uh, than every other type of string. Now, this idea of hakanaf min kanaf, that you're supposed to have the the string should be similar to the beged. So there is discussion. Rishon, does that just mean the material, or does it mean the color as well? That if a person is wearing a blue shirt and the blue shirt happens to have four quarters on it, so the the strings that he's going to put on that blue shirt need to be blue, or a green shirt, the strings would need to be green, or is it just a din in the material? That if the material is cotton, so that the strings the strings should be cotton. Lichat chilo we paskin that one should try to have the same material, the same color as well. And that's why the minig was always that we wear a white baguette. Why do we wear a white baguette? Well, it's one of the reasons. There are a few reasons. One of the reasons that the minig was always to wear a white baguette for tzitzis when we wear a talus katana and a talus gadol. It's always a white baguette. The stripes that they have, that's a zechel etcheles. That's a different reason. But the, the actual baguette itself is white because the idea is that uh, the strings are going to be white and since, uh, since we're going to use white strings, so the strings should ideally match the baguette. Those those who have a problem with the uh, with the current tchelis that's in use, one of the when the, the response to the question of what do you have to lose? Meaning, you could, yeah, at, at best you're getting a mitzvah daraisa. At worst, so what? So you have strings that are a different color. So what do you have to lose? So the response is that this is what you have to lose: the chumra of hakanaf min kanaf, that the strings should be the same color as the beged. That's what you have to lose if you're putting in a different color. Okay, so that 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 itself is a much longer discussion. But the, this idea of hakanaf min min kanaf when uh, the, that it's supposed to be the minah beged. So it says hakanaf, the the corner of the beged. So what does that mean? Does that let's say you have a uh, um, the the, the uh, you, ha- you have uh, a beged that's made out of one material, but the corners are made out of a different material. So which is it? Is it the same min as the corners, or the same min as the as the beged? So uh, in, in the, the, the the there's the, that itself is an interesting question. Meaning one could argue that kanaf is melamed 
that that even though by the chiv beged tzitzis we go after the beged. So let's say if you were to have a uh, a beged that's made out of or, it's put from tzitzis. So you have a, if you would have a beged where the whole beged is made out of leather, but the corners are made out of material, the halach would be that it's put from tzitzis. You'd look at the beged on the whole, not just at the corner. So uh, so but but he shall he shall beged shall or chayeves. But the halach is in shulchan aruch. If the beged is made out of material and the corners are made out of leather, that would be chayiv in tzitzis. But nevertheless, min kanaf, we'd follow the kanaf. We'd follow in terms of the material uh, that the strings should be made of. Maybe for that we look only at the corners and not at the beged. So Rav Moshe has a tshuv where he's asked about this svar that maybe we kapater a talus of sharmina b'tzitzis shel semer, even according to the Maram Rutenberg, that semer alone doesn't pater sharminim if you make the knafos out of semer. Meaning maybe a way to fulfill all the shitos from Rishonim about using uh, strings of tzemer would be to make the corners out of tzemer and then it would even be min kanaf. So Moshe says that since the gedilim are there, the tzitzis are there to pater the beged from its chiyuv, he says it's pashat that you would follow the beged on, on the whole and not just the uh, the corners themselves uh, because the, 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 the tzitzis are there for the, for the, for the whole beged. And he brings rayas to this. He brings a couple of rayas. He says... Um, a beged that's made out of uh, that's made out of linen, and the corners are made out of cotton. The ikr beged is chayiv in tzitzis of uh, of linen. The knafos are potter uh, uh, from 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 tzitzis of linen. So the the cotton is the, the if the cotton were the ikr beged, so then you would have to use uh, tzitzis of of cotton. The knafos would be chayiv in tzitzis. Uh, if we were looking at the knafos, they'd be chayiv in tzitzis of uh, in cotton tzitzis dafka because that would be the min kanaf. So just like when it comes to the chayiv of and Pator, we go after the Iker Beged. So to Avir, when it comes to the Min, we should follow the Iker Beged as well. That's sort of Moshe suggests. Okay, um, one more point and then we'll go on. The Rishonim raise a fundamental question. Why is it that when it comes to Tzitzis, a Beged of Pishtan is okay with Chute Tzemer and vice versa, meaning you're allowed to have uh, shotness in the tzitzis, I isn't it Afshal Kaim Shneim? If you have a beggar of uh, of Pishtan, can't you use uh, strings of Pishtan? If you have a beggar of Tzemer, can't you use strings of Tzemer? And whenever it's Afshal Kaim Shneim, don't we ignore Aseidu Chalosasei? So why is it that we talk do apply Aseidu Chalosasei to tzitzis? We should say it's Afshal Kaim Shneim, and there's no reason. There's no reason that one should have to be Docha Chalosasei. So the Ramban writes that this sugya is cholik on Shitas Reish Lakish. And allows even b'makom shef shalakayim shneim. Reish Lakish is one that said that rule that if it's shef shalakayim shneim that you have to. The Ramban says inochinami machlokas and sugyas. So those who say that the asev tzitzis can be docha will disagree with Reish Lakish. Rabbeinu Tam is quoting Tosfos and Menachos where the tzitzis sugyas appear that by tzitzis there's a heter even when it is shalakayim shneim that even though by every other dechias asev lulav any other time an asev is docha lulav it's begeder dechuya and therefore if there's any other way to get around it without violating, we have to look for that way. But by tzitzis, it's chutra. Tzitzis is different than the rest of Kalatarukula. By tzitzis, it's completely mutter. It's, it's 100% chutra. It's not even something that has to be thought about. And therefore, even though it's Afshal Shneim, it would still be permissible. Says the Gemara further now, about six lines from the end of the page. The high Tana Rosha Lav Greda. The Tana that uses Rosha by Mitzorah to teach regular that's time that an assay is able to be so the assay 
supposed to say ve'asei minalan? How's he going to know that an asei is docha alos asei ve'asei? What's his source for that rule? Meaning, if you're not going to use it to teach me that a mitzora who's a nazir is allowed to shave, so we don't have any place where we see that an asei is docha alos asei ve'asei. Says the Gemara, nafkalei He does have a place when the pasuk goes on to describe how a nazir should then shave his beard. That's unnecessary. We already said that a mitzora is supposed to shave his entire body. Why does the pasuk have to say a mitzora should shave his beard? Since by Kohanim it says a specific history in the Torah that a Kohen is not allowed to shave his beard with, with a razor, so you might think a Mitzora, who a Kohen who's a Mitzora has that same Isser, that's why it says Zikano, that if he's a Mitzora who happens to be a Kohen, he's still allowed to shave. And even though for a Kohen it's both an Asay and a Los Asay for him to shave his beard, still, nevertheless, it's uh, if he's if he's a mitzora, he's allowed to do it. So there you see that the asay is docha, the los asay, the asay. It's from the words of that we see it. Why are we only talking about a kohen shaving his beard? Because there are two separate pesukim in the Torah. We have to realize when the Torah says one should not shave his his beard, there's a, a pasuk in the Torah we're about to see that says those sashchis that one is not allowed to be mashchis his beard. That's said by Yisrael. By a kohen it says pasukanim lo yigalechu. We link the two parshios so we learn that what it means is hashchas. But a kohen is an extra los say For a Kohen, it's even worse than for Yisrael. But for everyone, it's Asr to shave a beard. So, But the Kohen has a los ve'ase over here, and we see that even though Kohen is not allowed to shave his beard, if he's a mitzorah, he's allowed to, that's where we learn that ase is docha los ve'ase. Well, that seems like a wonderful source. So why would one use Rosha then to teach that an Asay is Docholos Why not use Zikano? Zikano is a perfectly good source to teach that an Asay is Docholos So it says, wait a second, wait a second. What's this rule we keep on saying that we have to learn? That an Asay is Docholos Asay Is that even a rule? Is that something that's true in Kala Kula? No. What do we normally say? Say. We normally would say, and I say, cannot be docha, a combination of a dachi. Why don't we learn from a Kohen who's a Mitzorah that he's allowed to shave his beard that an Asay can be docha? No, but we don't learn it from there. Why not? Because you can't learn from the fact that Isure Kohuna are Nidche, that other Isurim would also be Nidche, because Isure they're considered to be somewhat weaker since they don't apply to a broad spectrum of Klal Yisrael. They only apply to people who have Kedushi Yaseira of Kahuna. So that, that makes it a, a, a lesser Isser. So that's Nidcha, but it doesn't mean a regular Isser is going to be Nidcha. So Nazir Mikohen Namilo Yalv. Just like you wouldn't learn to call a Tarakula from a Kohen, you can't learn to Nazir from a Kohen. Shekin Lav because Kohen is Lav And apparently Nazir is considered. A lava shava bakal. I the lava of a nazir only applies to a nazir, and the uh, you would imagine at any point in history the the percentage of Jews that were nazirim was smaller than the percentage of Jews that were kohanim. But everyone has the potential to be a nazir. Any adult and even ketanim who are mufla samachlish have the the potential, the ability to become a nazir, and therefore nazir is considered a lava shava bakal. So that's why we don't want to derive from kuhuna that says dochalos say that, that to apply the same thing by a Nazir, that a Nazir, the Mitzvahski Luach, would be Docha the Yisurim of a Nazir, and we need a special Pasuk of Rosho to teach me that the Mitzvahski Luach would be Docha by a Nazir as well. 
Good, but once you have it by a Nazir to tell me that an Asay is Dochalos Asay Vasay, why do I need to be told that a Kohen is allowed to shave? Meaning, learn it from, don't, you don't want to learn from Kohen to Nazir, but learn from Nazir to a Kohen. Why do you have to say Zakano? Essentially, the Gemara says, We don't need Zakano to teach me that a Kohen is allowed to shave. We need it for an entirely different Drasha. The Bach takes out the next two lines and we, it reads as follows. We skipped straight ahead to Upasakanam lo yigalechu. We darshan as follows. Pasuk says you cannot shave your beard if you're a Kohen. One might have thought that if, even if a Kohen cuts his beard with scissors, he's going to be chayiv tabalom. That's why we have a pasuk that says by Yisrael velo sashchis. It says by Yisrael that he's not allowed to be mashchis his beard. Well, ilo sashchis yachalukdim rimelaket verhitni chayiv. If it says you're not allowed to destroy your beard, you might think that if you pull out your whole beard with tweezers, you're going to be chayiv also. That's also included in the Yisrael tabalom. That's why by a Kohen it says pasuk kadam leigalechu. It uses a lashon of shave. Shaving. shaving implies that which one would normally shave with. A normal person doesn't shave with tweezers or with a plane that's a carpenter's tool when a normal person shaves with uh, with a razor. How does one meet both qualifications? That he's shaving and destroying? That is only done with a razor. So that's how we know the Isser is uh, only to shave with a razor. The Isser applies dafka when one is shaving with a razor and not when shaving with, uh, with other implements. Implements. So that's what we need the drusha for uh, by 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 by. Uh uh, the the Rosha to teach me so that that, that um, I'm sorry Zakano to teach me and that that that, uh, that that we were working these two psukim off of each other to teach me that uh, that Dafka it's uh, it's it, the Isser is only bitar but not bimisrayim keintar so uh, it happens to be just once we're on the topic of shaving the beards there are uh, multiple opinions in poskim about electric shavers and what one is allowed to use not allowed to use the the basic deos are that uh, the the group of Machmirim um, would say that uh, the Isser is to do a, uh, to use something that's normal to shave with, that's also mashkas the Seir to the point that one has a smooth shave. And they say, well, at the end of the day, the result is a smooth shave when you use an electric shaver, so, and it's a normal thing to shave with, so Mela, it's, uh, it's included in the Isser. It's uh, using blades, so Mela, it's included in the Isser of uh, shaving. The other uh, approach, or Moshe's approach, and many other, uh, and Chalkas Yaakov, and other, other posts can point out, that no, maybe the Isser is Dafka to shave, what's the difference, why is it Misparayim Keintar Mutter, what does Misparayim Keintar mean? Misparayim Keintar means that it's giving a pretty close shave, but instead of cutting with a single blade like a razor, it cuts with some sort of scissor action. So if it cuts with some sort of uh, double blade system that work against each other, that's like a scissor, even if it's doing it very close to the skin. So uh, some of the shavers work with two blades going back and forth and cutting the hair that way. So if the two blades go back and forth, that would be a scissor action. Others say, no, forget about the scissor action. Even if it's not a scissor issue, but you have a screen in between your face and where the hair is being cut, so that's not the same close shave that a tar would give you. And therefore it's mutter because it's not cutting as close as a tar because there's a screen to protect your face that makes it that it won't cut the hair as short. Rosham Zalman discusses in Mincha uh, Shlomo, yeah, but what if it pulls out the hair 
and then cuts it, and then the hair sinks back in. So the result is just as close of a shave, but uh, at the time that it's cutting it, it's not cutting it all the way down, but it's going to sink back in, and then the result will be that it's all the way down. So Shlomo Zalman says, that's the suffix. Do you go bust the, the shas ha when it's actually cutting it where the hair is, is out, so it's still leaving hair, or what the result is going to be once the hair sinks back in? That's if you believe the advertisements that that, uh, that actually happens. You ask people who shave with a razor, they tell you it's not the same, that, uh, that you, you don't get the same shave with an electric shaver that one would uh, that one would get with a razor. Okay, so if we use Rosha just to teach me the regular love, so why do I need both Rosha and Zikano? Meaning, if, if uh, Zikano is enough to teach me both that it's docha regular love and that it's docha alosa se vease, so why can't I use it to teach both drushes? Why do I why do I need two two separate words in in the uh, in the pasuk? So it says Gemara koin mi nazir lo yalef. No, because we can't learn the din of kahuna from the din of nazir shekain yeshno b'sheila because nazirus in a certain way is a lesser iser because you can always be shovel lechacham on your nazirus and it'll be matir the iser nazir mi koin lo yalef and sim also we can't learn that the uh, the idea that uh, that a mitzvah that an asay is docha lava asay uh, of by nazir from a kohen from the fact that it does it by a kohen shekin lav sheinu shav bakal because as we pointed out kuhuna is a lav sheinu shav bakal because uh, women are not are, are not included and uh, and and it's not, it's not it's not and 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 it's limited to a subsegment of society so that's why the asay has the ability to be docha so as opposed to yisuri nazir which are knowing uh, which are knowing bakal by every Everybody, which many Rishonim explain means men and women alike. And that's the reason that we don't learn from Kohen uh, and Nazir that in general that is because we have the same questions. We could say that you can't learn from Nazir because it's Nitan L'She'ela and you can't learn from uh, from Kuna because it's Eno Shava Bakal. So we don't have such a rule in Kalatarukula of Asei Docha Losasei We assume it's not Docha Losasei in Kalatarukula. Okay, from tomorrow we'll start discussing the the of loyal bush that's tomorrow soon.